and welcome to We Are The People Radio here on K-Talk 1640. It is Tuesday here in God's country, November 15th. You can find us on uh, YouTube. That's the best place to follow us. Go to YouTube. Do a search for We Are The People Radio. Uh, you'll find us there. Hit subscribe. Uh, you can uh, comment. You can find all the past shows. We're also on uh, Podbeam, Spotify, Apple Podcast, all the major uh, podcast platforms. You can find us there. Again, just do a search for We Are The People Radio. Now, we are having... Uh, we may or may not be live with K-Talk. We're having some uh, issues uh, there transmitting from our studio. But uh, if we're not there, you'll be able to catch past shows there as well. So it is Tuesday. What does that mean, Colby? What's up, male masculinity. That's right. American masculinity. So favorite day of the week. We missed it last week because of uh, the elections. So it's good to be back. That's right. We did a show on the elections instead. Yeah, I can't. I can't remember what we did. Time goes by. No, we did. No. We actually no. We, we didn't do a show. Didn't do a we show. Didn't. Yeah, we did. We told we everyone did. to get out and vote. So hopefully everybody got out and vote. Uh, voted. And uh, you know, on that note, you know, we believe. Uh, you know, we've got a special guest here today, Dave Johnson. What's up, Dave? Hi. How are you guys? Up, Happy Dave? to be here. Good to have we're you. Ha- man. We're glad to have you. Thank you. So, Dave Johnson. Sab, throw me on this uh, screen right here, is the author of this book right here, The Sacred uh, Chalice. Chalice. Yeah. Sacred Chalice. Yeah. So Dave, uh, Dave Johnson was, uh, he commented on, on, on a, one of the posts or one of the videos that uh, we had, um, I guess, a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago, and we started having some conversation on the side, and and it became really apparent that uh, Dave had pretty good knowledge of, of the divine, what the divine masculine is. And and so I thought, wow, you know, and then he told me he had a book. And it's like, we should get you on the show. So we, we've, we've brought him on the show today. We're excited to have him. And again, the reason we do American masculinity, you know, he asked, well, tell me, why, why do you guys do this? And, and uh, we said, you know, the reason we do this is, you know, our, our number one focus is, uh, is saving the Constitution. You know, we, we believe that... Um, there has always been a struggle between the, the governed and the governed. And it is typically throughout history been that the masses have lived under some form of tyranny or slavery. We happen to live under a time where, we, where the masses have, for the most part, their freedom. And, but that only works so long as the people are engaged. And, and we're seeing the country shift. We're seeing the, you know, the people lose that authority. And, and I believe it has a lot to do with, with, the, uh, with, with the failure of men. I think we see, have seen men failing to stand up and be the type of men that the world needs. And societies rise and fall on the strength of their men. And not, not to say that the women are not important because the women absolutely are essential and they're both essential. So, um, so that's that kind of is why we do the show here. So, well, let's, let's get into it though. I, I want that we have, we have an hour here on this show and I, and I want to really, this matters to me. Uh, there's a reason that, uh, you know, we do five shows a week and one of them is dedicated specifically to right here on the shirt, you know, American masculinity. (laughs) And I think this is a topic that a lot of people don't understand. Um, the, you know, masculinity, you know, you know, I think the one, one of my favorite quotes is very simple. It's simply know thyself. 
uh, Socrates. It was on the written on the top of the temple, the wall of Daphne, uh, Daphne. I'm not sure how you pronounce it, but uh, it was but it was something very profound to Socrates to know thyself. And and I think as as a as a man and as a woman, how important is it that we know who we actually are? And part of knowing ourselves revolves a lot around as a man. What does it mean to be a man? What what is a man? What is masculinity? What is feminine? And I would dare say, I I don't I think very few men and very few women understand what what it what that truly means, especially in our society where it is blurring the water so much uh, between you know along what it means to be a man and what it means to be a woman. So. I'm very interested with, I think this can be a fascinating conversation. So without further ado, Dave Johnson, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, yeah, so um, grew up farming, ranching up in Oregon. Um, okay. Left when I was 18. I grew up as far as faith in the LDS church. Um, had a faith change back uh, probably 2012 is when it started. And it took me down some avenues that I didn't think I would go down. Um, one was um, Native American indigenous healing, mm. um, particularly among the Lakota traditions. Um, and to be fair, those ways kind of healed me. Um, when your worldview gets rocked, um, whether whatever it is, it's um, and especially in a in a. a you know, I want to be respectful, um, a religion that's very, um, I don't want to say high demand, but it's, it takes a lot to be LDS. Um, and I don't know what your faiths are, but, um, it can kind of spiral you. And I was spiraling. Um, I was in a bad place. Um, Anyway, um, so what, what did you find with the uh, indigenous people? Yeah, what, 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 where did you go with? I mean, how did that come about? Yeah, was so it was, friends, family? yeah, so I mean, it was what? kind of. Um, by chance, and I, I, I'm kind of a one that believes that you know nothing happens by chance. I think the Creator or God puts things in your in your life that opens up doors. Um, I, I wasn't. Let me back up. So many people that leave um, the LDS tradition become atheists. I was never really an atheist or agnostic. I still believed in a Creator or God, but I was very angry at God, um, and a friend who had a connection with um, a local um, healer um, that trained under um, Lakota elder, um, put me in touch with that individual, and it, that's how I got involved in that. And, and it saved me. I could actually look at God or the Creator in a positive light at that point. I mean, I dove into a lot of stuff. You know, I read a lot of Gnostic books, um, stuff that would have made my LDS self kind of cringe. I mean, nothing was off the table for me. But... Going down that avenue opened up the door to the sacred masculine and the sacred feminine and kind of where I was in life being raised in America. Um, you know, I didn't have a rite of passage, so to speak, as a, as a man. Um, and a lot of the indigenous cultures do have a rite of passage. And um, and it's easy to lose yourself. And it's if you don't even know who you are to begin with, like you said in the beginning, know, know thyself, right? Um, if you don't even know who you are to begin with, how can you ever find find that out? And so um, anyway, so that uh, kind of led me down some other, other avenues. 
studied just a lot of esoteric kind of spirituality books that um, and allowed me to piece together things that I came to believe as an individual and the importance of the masculine energy and the feminine energy, which we all have, you know, all of us, and the balance and that perfect balance. So, yeah, I don't know if that answers your question. That's, that's, but that's great. So, so, the, so, so at what point did you write the book? So I actually wrote this book. I kind of pounded it out in about four months, um, and it's a, it's a parable of my life story. So... Um, I'm, you know, the main character is based on me and experiences that I had and things, um, and it brings brings in um, things like alchemy, um, brings in kind of Freemasonry ideas as well. And I'm not a Freemason, but um, brings in Christianity, um, brings in Native American um, spirituality, and coming to the ultimate conclusion at the last chapter. So, yeah. So was it? Uh, what took you down this path? I mean, is it, is it your career or does it have anything to do with the, what you do for business? No, now so I'm or? a pediatric dentist, oh. surprisingly. Yeah. Um, been practicing 21 plus years and teach up at primary children. So, what, what caused you to end up writing? Uh, um, it was kind of a healing therapy for me. Yeah. Just it, um, I wanted to put it down on paper. And so, and uh, it's kind of in the same genre as The Alchemist that kind of mm -hmm. genre. Yeah. That's one of my top five favorite books. Oh, yeah. However, um, it's obviously not the same level, but I think there's a lot of lessons that I learned in there. So, You mentioned uh, the rite of passage. Um, and I think that is something that our culture really lacks. Uh, I, think that's one of the, I think that's one of the challenges. We don't have a rite of passage. Would you mind sharing with our uh, viewers and our listeners, what, is that, what does that mean to you, the rite of passage? So a rite of passage, for me, personally... Um, or, or in general, yeah, right? I don't yeah, know if it's that per yeah. so much personal existence, kind of something yeah. historical that's, that's always I, gone just on. Just at a certain age, you know, males would go out with their father in the wilderness and have a, quote, you know, whether it's a vision quest or some type of experience on their own to have that relationship with the creator or and with themselves to kind of figure out who they really are. Um, and we don't have, you know, we don't have that as a, as a, in general, as a society. I think there are certain faiths, um, you know, I think in the Jewish tradition, the bar mitzvah is that type of experience. Um, but for me, I think being out in the wilderness, I mean, I think being connected to nature is vital to that and it's lacking. I yeah, there's uh, there's what was said. It's the boy. The boy must die to become a man, and I think a, a lot of those traditions uh, would re, would would at you know somewhere around the age of you know maturation, twelve years old, yeah, the the boy would be taken out with the elders or with you know. With, again, this is not just Indians. This was this is a lot of different cultures did this, but the boy would go out with the men, and Again, whether it's the Greeks or, or you know, I mean, a lot of these people have these traditions, but the boy would go out and face the world, and they would, in, in different forms. Though that basically what happened is the boy is left to defend himself, and he is alone, and he must overcome some great challenge, and <clears throat> it was some sort of symbolic, usually, 
death where the boy would go through something it would would push him to his limits and the boy would overcome that and in doing so when he came back to his home to his family he was no longer the weak little boy that mama took care of and that the tribe took care of and that his society took care of he now was a man who now was a provider now he looked to take care of other people and to me the reason i, th I think that's such a powerful thing and you can see how clearly it's missing in our society is uh, you look at we have this failure to launch. You know, we have these boys failing to let the, the little boy in them die and, and evolve into the man who is the provider, who takes care of those people around him. And you have, you know, these men now, which I, don't, I struggle to call men, but grown-up boys who are uh, come home from college and still living with mom and dad and, and, uh, and many that get married. And, and, they, and they never have that stepping into becoming a man. And in fact, I would say what I found in my life that I went pro uh, probably about 38, 39, well, no, I was probably around 40. I, would call, I, would, I, I was probably a 40-year-old boy uh, before I started really understanding some of the some of the uh, challenges I grew up with, and, and some things that kept me from truly becoming a man in, in my life, and uh, being there for the people around me that needed me there, and uh, so I think that's a major problem. I think we have a lot of grown up boys who uh, who never quite step into what it truly means to be a man, and I think you see them struggle to have, and that I think you see the divorce rates in our society are a reflection of that. Men failing to be there for their wives, or beasts failing to be there for their kids, not handling the pressure, and uh, wanting to be taken care of. Well, what do you see would work? At, what do you think would work for a rite of passage today? If you were to create something that all boys had to go through, what what does that look like? That would be maybe dramatic enough for a change from a boy to a man. I don't know that they necessarily need to go out and have their life put at risk. Yeah, I don't, you know, I don't think I, that necessarily works. But but I think that there but there I think there needs to be some sort of focus from from the because masculinity is passed down from from the, from men to boys, right? Yeah, and that and that, that, that's that's being passed down from the time they are born, right, uh, up until they leave the house. I mean, that's being. That's, oh, oh, yeah, that's well, being what do you, what do you think? What do you think? I don't want to dominate this. So no, it's I'm enjoying the conversation. I mean, I think from I think. Uh, vital key component would have to be a spiritual um, experience. Like an awakening? Like, a spiritual like an awakening? awakening as part of this, you know, I said, what is it, what would it be like today? And I think not just a spiritual thing, but I mean, I guess, but a major component. I mean, you know, Christianity taught you we have to be reborn, right? And basically every new day we have, I mean, death is like a mini, or sleep is like a mini death. Because we, yeah. we lose track of time, we travel in our minds, we wake up the new day, yeah, that's a new lifetime. Yeah, the, sun, the, the, the sun, just yeah. symbolically yeah. everything, yeah. the yeah. sun goes it's, down, yeah. Yeah. The, the day dies, yeah. then the, in the morning the sun comes back up and it's a new day, it's a new life, yeah. it's a new, yeah, it's new, very much. But that, that spirituality, I think, for me, I believe it has to be the main focus and not, but part of that is also a, like, you don't have to go out and face death, but I think connecting to nature is vital as well. Let, let's let's do this. Let's let's um, let's dive into what is masculine, what is the feminine. Uh, 
I think that's that'd be a great spot to start for our listeners because I'll, I will tell you I went on a search that spanned very heavy for a year studying everything I could and there was not I actually was shocked at how little stuff I could find on on what is the masculine what is the feminine and truly understanding it was it was very difficult um, so let, let's start by sharing what, what you know what is masculine? What is masculine? What is feminine? You know, a lot of people talk about, maybe we can talk about yin-yang. Um, but what are these two forces? Because it's, because all the thing, masculine is men, feminine is women. And it's really not, that's not, that is a huge oversimplification uh, of it. And I think it, it gets people lost in the woods because they think, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm a mas- masculine, I'm a man automatically by default. So how would you define masculine? Let's start by that. And masculine and feminine. Yeah, so, I mean, again, these are labels because we have a language and this is all we can do to describe things. And I think I'm going to use symbolism as the easiest way. Um, So to me, um, masculinity has to come from a place of love and not ego. Okay, That's where it needs to begin. And I think nature shows it the best. The sun is the masculine symbol. The moon is the feminine symbol. And we can't have life. Well, and Mother Earth is, the, is feminine. And you can't have life without both. Um, the sun, you can't, it's kind of a little more aggressive, um, blunt. And I, um, I think masculinity generally is more of a logical approach to things, more direct. And the feminine is more intuitive. Um, and I think there's wisdom in the feminine. And, I, and they're basically two different pol- polarities um, that have to coexist together in perfect balance. Um, you brought up yin and yang. Um, the Star of David is the masculine symbol and the feminine in perfect balance. And, you know, in the story of Solomon in this temple building, uh, you know, a structure to God, he was able to control, you know, nature and things with that symbol, according to legend, and it's perfectly balanced. And in our own lives, if we have that balance, we can control the own our own demons. So let's talk about that real, real quick. Because is uh, and, and first off, why this is important is one is it's if if for a healthy relationship for sexual attraction to happen, you have to have two polarities, right? Yeah. You have to have the, 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 the weather, just like, just like a magnet. You know, you have to have a strong charge here and a strong charge here, and the, further, and, and the stronger they are, the stronger the magnet. So for men, you know, a big issue right now is men is, are struggling with, why is my woman not sexually attracted to me? For sexual attraction to happen, you have to have polarity. You need a two strong, you need a strong feminine and a strong masculine. So, you know, understanding, so getting into this, this is why this is so important. If you want chemistry, if you want that magnet between the husband and wife to be strong and a strong bond, you need those two strong forces. And one of the things you mentioned about King Solomon's temple is on the, on the two doors, what was, do you know what was on top of the two posts? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Oh, now you're stretching me. Uh. Because what's this? It's the symbols. Boaz and because uh, this because the yeah. symbol for the for the masculine yeah. is the sun. Yeah. Oh yeah. The symbol yeah. for the feminine is the moon. And when you walked into uh, Solomon's temple, <clears throat> on the on the right was was the what, you had the masculine 
because we all have, again, on and each side of us, we have a yeah. feminine side, which is the left, a masculine side, which is the right. Uh, and it's interesting, most of these, whether it's Masonic temples, LDS temples, you go back to ancient, you know, um, temples these these from from around the, from different parts of the world who never never there's no way they had met because you know from from Asia to all around the you know the the Indians they all had these temples or these these uh, domes these sacred spaces that were all ancient and all of them had on the right when you enter the the, the masculine yes. and on the left the feminine and in the center an all-seeing, something eye. like an yeah. all-seeing an eye. eye, which, which, and again, same thing, LDS, all these temples have, have this, this in them, whether, you know, when people know where to look for it. And the all-seeing eye is when there is that perfect union of the masculine and feminine, you have divinity. That's you, right. you have That's, truth, yeah, you have you light, you have divine. enlightenment. Yeah. 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 No, it's, uh, it's vital. And not only with two different people, but within us, yes. we have to be balanced. Because, you know, it's really, I think, uh, this is my own observation. I think today, the, you know, uh, uh, being macho, you know, ego-driven, you know, masculine male, sometimes is the drive. And, you know, we're all learning here. Um, I don't have all the answers. You know, I'm just saying what I've learned in my own life and my path. Um, and it's easy to get lost going leaning towards that masculine side or extreme feminine side. And, and not that it's wrong either way, because that makes us up, you know, those two polarities make us human, but it's that balance. Right. And finding the balance is the key. So let's, let's talk about some of the traits, because I think what's, what was helpful for me in my life is recognizing. So the thing that drove me to this was, you know, I, I'd, I'd gotten divorced. My life went down complete train wreck. I meet my uh, my uh, my new wife. She's a train wreck. Together we're train wrecks. Sorry. We're spiraling out of control. We're all on a, tra we're all on a train. It's oh, all yeah. good. It's a good ride. Yeah, we're, we're, we were on a train, just kept wrecking over and over again. It just kept getting worse. And you think this thing can't yeah. get worse, and it kept getting worse. And finally, you know, and we had there was always this amazing sexual energy. And then we get married, and and. Uh, you know, and they was like, oh, yes, we thought we had this incredible relationship. We, we started this organization. We we're going to teach people about marriage because we had it all figured out. And uh, we we're like the experts because we had this amazing relationship. And actually, later I found out we were just codependent is all. <laughs> <laughs> we loved each other because yeah. we just needed each other for our own self-value. <laughs> we were just completely unhealthy. But eventually, I'll, I'll, overnight, she loses her sexual attraction to me. And, and I see the same patterns from her as I had my first wife. And I realized, wait a minute. You know, two problems, two di completely different women, common denominator here. And I'm like, I got to figure this out because I was a sex addict and I needed sex. And my wife wasn't attracted to me. And I'm like, I got to figure this out. So I somehow I found the masculine feminine because I was like, what causes attraction? What causes? So I studied this stuff like crazy. I mean, I read everything I could get my hands on. And what I learned... You know, I learned what the masculine is, what the feminine was, but you know, I really learned some of the most about it was just in nature. Because these two forces, masculine and feminine, are everywhere. Everything is either masculine or feminine. They are everywhere in nature. They're these, and and they, these two properties, when brought together, they create life. Yeah. 
They create, that is creation. The Egyptians understood it. I mean, and so what I found in my life, the reason for me it was important is, is you know, the feminine is, is often characterized as chaos. And we think of chaos as bad, but it's not necessarily bad. You need chaos to start creation. Nothing can start without first being opportunity. And my life, I was way too in the feminine. And so that was the problem my wife was. My wife was like, hey, step up and, and be a, you know, she was looking for me to be more of a man, more of a, more of a leader, more in control of my life. The problem is, you know, the drugs, the, you know, I was, I was so caught up in the feminine, which is feeling, which is, and again, you, those things are needed in balance, but I was completely out of balance. And again, the masculine, one of the greatest, easy ways to think of masculine is, is it is forward, it is direction, it is, it is moving towards completion, it is order. Too much order is 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 is, is death. It's stale. It's 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 tyranny actually. Yeah. yeah. So, but not enough order is just this guy. You know, going and getting drugs, going and looking for sex, looking for it, it is. There's no. There's he doesn't know where he's going. He's spinning and, and then that while a woman may fi- have fun with that for a little while, eventually she says, "Where are we going? Are we heading somewhere? Do I feel safe with you? Are you going to take me somewhere? Or are we going to end up out of control?" So for me. When I realized my what I was lacking was that was a lot was my masculine was out of balance and I was way too much in the feminine. So for me, it was how do I get become more masculine, more in develop this my masculine so my masculine is a little bit more stronger. So I'm not this spiraling out of control guy. Which and it's interesting because I mean. He looks very masculine, and I assume you look the same. Oh no, I was then. shredded, bro. Yeah, that's I what was, I mean. I was bodybuilding. I yeah, was like but, but competing from a from an observation, an external, you know, viewpoint. You're like this guy's as manly as they get, but it's inside. That's it's, right. It's inside. Yeah. Yeah, manly doesn't necessarily equate masculinity. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you, I've met some guys that are jacked. Yeah, lumber, that are, that are lum, lumberjacks, yeah. Yeah. like literal lumberjacks, and on everything outside of them says, "Masculine man, confident." You know, at yeah. least the way it appears, confident, strong, you know, aggressive. But man, I will tell you, emotionally, you know, because that's because that's because that ultimately one of the things is is it is being in control. And I'll tell you what I found that women want is someone who's in control of their emotions, not you know, because again. What I found in my journey with my wife is, you know, again, we were we were both spiraling, right? Yeah. A lot of fighting, a lot of, especially as bodybuilding, and at the time, you know, if you, you a lot of the hormones things you take as yeah. a bodybuilder, oh, that yeah, you want you, you want to talk about yeah. ruin, ruining men. Yeah, a lot of the supplements guys take for bodybuilding, they get guys these guys so emotional. The feminine is emotional. She gets upset. The guy gets upset, and it's. And it be, they, they do this to each other, and they're con- and they're up and down, and they're and the, and it's it causes chaos. What does the woman want? The woman is this. She's looking for this. Yeah. And and that is the masculine. Again, one of the ways to look at the masculine, the feminine, the feminine is is the womb. It is dark. It is creative. It is, it is creation. And what is the ma- and the masculine is the opposite. It is. It is the yeah. penis. It is it's directional. It knows where it's going. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, it is going yeah. to completion. It is out. It is it is out in the sun. It is out. It is yeah. going. Yeah. Well, so what caused you to get on your journey? He was on a train wreck. What caused you to on your journey? Actually, to, to it was my faith change. I was spiraling. Oh, yeah. I and I was searching for the feminine. Mm. I mean, to be honest. Inside yourself. Inside or, or myself. From... That's what resonated with me. Um, 
And I don't know why, but that's where I just kept driving me to find. So what did you find when you found it? What, what was, well, I'm what still was trying it? to find it, <laughs> you know, the balance. But um, for me, it was connecting with nature. Um, and, um, you know, my faith changed. I eventually I converted to Catholicism. And um, what drew me to becoming Catholic, and I'm a very nuanced Catholic, by the way, but was the feminine aspect of the Virgin Mother and the and the adoration of that feminine side. Mm. It was what I felt like I was missing. So, yeah. Interesting. Are you married, kids? I'm married. Had four kids. Yeah. Did you have boys? Two boys, two girls. Tell us what, about what you've learned and how that has affected your, you understand the masculine and the feminine, how that's affected your relationship and your role as a father. Yeah, so um, it's, it's tricky I, in today's society. I mean, you know, I grew up, farming, ranching, wanted to do it all growing up. And then when I left, I went to a lot of years of school because I'm like, I want to give my kids what I didn't have, right? And I grew up going out hunting, I go, you know, moving cattle and things. And now that I'm out, I kind of miss that aspect. But, you know, I always try to be a, a um, I try to get my kids as far as a father. And my oldest is a senior at BYU going to med school stats major kind of a brainiac and we have good conversations um but i try to teach them to be critical thinkers um and you know to look at other people that are different than my path um you know if i want my path to be respected i tend to have to respect other people's decisions they make i mean obviously as long as it's not impacting and hurting people right um and that's a fine line i mean i get it um, but being a good, you know, provider as a male is one thing. Um, my two daughters, uh, one's married, she's a senior, um, up at Utah state, um, married to a great guy. And then my other daughter, um, who is a crossfitting fanatic and loves that and kind of a tomboy, um, I would say in, in that regard, but, uh, I'm just, as a father, and as a husband, I just try to be as respectful, but yet when the time comes, I don't have a problem playing that masculine card and saying, okay, this is enough. Put your foot down. Yeah, put my foot down. Yeah. I don't know. Does your wife ever play that role? She, is she ever I mean, more masculine or is she? She's, she leans more towards, I mean, I think for a long time I was very passive um, in a lot of ways, not knowing how to... I mean, again, I can only speak my experience. Like, you know, as as a Christian growing up, you know, LDS, it's like, okay, you got to turn the other cheek. You got to, and I think you tend to become passive. I did in a lot of ways, um, and so she kind of had to fill that role, and um, and now I I think we both do. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. um, uh, to be, I guess the the bad guy, so to speak, mm -hmm. but. Um, but yeah, I, anyway, yeah, I don't know if that. Sure, sure I want to hear, you you, probably, you printed this out. I thought this was awesome. Share us, the, our, our listeners, some of the things you've got here. Can you put this, can we put that on the screen? That's, that's going to be probably at? hard to put on the screen. Um, we'll, we'll put it, we'll, we'll put it up in the, in the, in the links. Yeah, what it is, is, is it's just a balance between feminine and the uh, masculine energy. And it's really interesting because it gives you, you know, basically what is the natural feminine energy and what's the natural masculine. And then once, once the masculine energy has been wounded, it, it gives you a list of things for the, the female and the, 
the masculine and the feminine. So how does it define feminine energy? Let's start with, with, with the feminine. Um, it's receptive, passive, contractive, intuitive, inward, kind of interesting. And then the masculine energy would be projective, active, giving, expansive, outward. And again, a lot of these things you can really see is defined in the man and woman. Because again, this yeah. is everywhere yeah. in the universe. I yeah, mean, well, like the moon. Okay, so the sun, very bright. You know, you have this projective, expansive, outward. Mm -hmm. You know, we see beauty. Unchanging. Unchanging, yeah. It's yeah. always there. It's, it's always consistent. There. Yeah. It's always there. You can rely on it. Yeah. You can see because of it. And the moon, though, transmutes that so we can, at night, and that's the inner reflective, and that's the feminine side. It's in nature. And, and the other thing, the cycles. Yeah. The cycles yeah. of the moon correlate directly with a woman's cycle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. At all, and, and what is the, the, the moon is always changing, yeah. like, like the feminine, like the yeah. women. The mood's always changing, like the weather. Yeah. And it's not bad. No, it's, it's just, not. It's, it's beautiful. Nature. It's, it's yeah. necessary. Yeah. Yeah. See, I think our culture has, has labeled some of the things of the feminine bad. You know, and, and the reality is you, ha there is, you cannot descend to, to godhood, to, to, to that, that uh, you know, enlightened period with without the perfect harmony of the masculine I mean, you need them both one without the other is it is death yeah. but uh, they are beautiful go so, ahead so why is it important that we know this i mean what why why do you think in your opinion why do we even need to know uh, what kind of masculine energy do i have or what kind of natural traits as a masculine person do i have versus the feminine how much do i have do i need a you know obviously natural feminine is unconditional love okay well I, I'm naturally masculine, so do I need to have more unconditional love? Do I need to have more of the feminine side? What do you think? Why do we need yeah, to know? Yeah, so that? I mean, I think this again starts all within us, and we are seeing huge imbalance in society um, across the board, right? In the in a, in the U.S. Um, and other countries, but here in the U.S. I but mean, that's not an imbalance within us. That's, no, but that's it has society. To, I actually has, think it, it has, is very much has, within us. Well, it has well to it's coming from within. society. That's right. It has to start here. That's right. And then it can expand out. That's, I guess, what I was trying to say. It's got to start here, but if society is is giving this and telling us who oh. we are or what we are. Well, and that's the problem. And that's, yeah, that's yeah. the problem. That, that's, yeah, yes. I mean, society, it's already so out of balance and what is that doing to generations and what is that going to be you know 10 years from now 15 years from now well and you and you what is the for the fruits of it look at the divorce rate yeah. look at the family falling yeah. apart and and i and i would say that is very much deals with this at the heart we're ta we're talking about the, the wounded masculine the, the, the wounded masculine. masculine the wounded masculine and feminine yeah, yeah. again again what is this is not a, this is, we, we, we're talking about men and women. This is everywhere in the universe, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it, just to see, show you how powerful it is, I was driving, because you can get, you can really learn so much from nature. Um, <clears throat> you know, birth, you know, is, is feminine. Death is masculine. I mean, even, I was driving down, you know, what is the desert? You yeah. know, masculine, mm -hmm. you know. Plants, growth, life, feminine. I was driving up through Vegas, up through, uh, <clears throat> through, the, through up to St. George, and you, and you see the canyon coming in. What is the shape that, of the canyon? It's a chalice. And, and what, is, um, what is the sides? It is the rock that has been cut through by what? The feminine that did that. It is the chalice. You know, it is everywhere in the universe. It, I mean, it is everywhere. It is... It is the masculine feminine is 
the the ocean, the water is feminine, right? Mm-hmm. Rock, yeah. land is masculine. Yeah. It's it's everywhere. And when they come together, you have creation. You have life. So if if these if these if if men are 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 struggling with their masculinity, if they're struggling and they're not. They're not, again, if you look through these traits, again, does, do men need these feminine? Yes, because the masculine and feminine is within all of us. Mm-hmm. You know, but if, if I'm too, if, if my masculine is that, if, if there's not enough masculine in me or in a woman, how does, it, how does a woman, when there's not enough masculine in her, how does, how does that affect her when her masculinity is lacking? Lacks direction. Lacks, you know, focus. Yes. Lax, you know, so this is not we, this is not necessarily men and women, although it, it it does affect us as men and women. This is something as individuals that when a woman is lacking the father in her home, mm-hmm. how does that affect her? Well, if she's lacking that father, you'll see a lot of these girls with daddy issues. They struggle on the masculine. They they're they're they they're too much in the in the in the unhealthy feminine. <clears throat> So then you're saying you need to step back and take a look and say, hey, where, where, where am I going wrong? Yeah. How, how can I change my... I mean, I'm not a therapist, but I mean, yeah, I mean... But I, I mean, think, it worked for you, though, right? Well, I'm still... I mean, it worked, still for, it worked figured, for him. I'm still figuring it out and This somewhat. is something... This is like an eternal yeah. search. Yeah. And, and we're always constantly moving in there. Yeah, Like sometimes, like, you, a man can be too masculine, too. Too rigid. Too, too harsh. Too... Aggressive, too, too, too aggressive, yeah. too unwilling to change. What is change? Change right. is feminine. But that's I, the, I'm not going to change. I'm not changing. I'm, I'm stern. I don't think I'm. I'm too caught in my routine. Routine is masculine. I'm uh, this. You know, you get the guy who's constantly in his routine. He's constantly not willing to change. He won't change his thoughts. He's he's very rigid as an individual. Maybe you know, it's lacks compassion, mm-hmm. lacks love. That's a man who's who's feminine, and maybe is really probably usually ties to his relationship with his mother. Yeah. needs needs some help he needs to focus on you know being more un- unconditional love being more understanding being more nurturing being more tender so we we have these but for but again i think in general our society is the the men have become have lost that again we we, we have men who are not strong in the masculine and women who are are, are over masculinized mm-hmm. i would say and and that and you see that is you see they can't be over feminine. You don't think women can be over feminine? Absolutely, they can be. But you for don't, sure, you they don't can see be. But that in society, you don't think that's necessarily a problem. You, you do, but the society is telling women, you don't need a man. You can do everything on your own. You wear the you wear the pants in your house. You don't you don't need a man to do this. And this is the you know I we can do it. And you know it is pushing women into so far in their masculine. And I will tell you the biggest problem we have now is women that are strong. We have women who have stepped up and become stronger women and, and stepped into the masculine because the men aren't doing it. Mm-hmm. So I think we have women who are now standing up saying, "I'm going to do this. I'm going to go make money. I'm going to take care of the family. I'm going to do this because my husband, the bum's not doing it." And so what happens? The sexual polarity. She's no longer looking to him to be the leader. Well, divorce. Divorce because now. She, She's not looking to him yeah. as leader because the feminine is the natural trait of the feminine is to follow mm-hmm. the natural trait of the, of the masculine. Again, don't think of men and women, but it all, but it, but it all does fall into that. The, 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 it is not the feminine side of me. When I was too much in my feminine, I was trying to follow everyone else around me. I was trying to follow, you know, what just seemed fun. But as I stepped in my masculine, all of a sudden Jason's got a purpose. The masculine is purpose. The feminine wants to attach 
to purpose. This is the story of the of the night, the damsel in the night, the damsel in the. You know, this these stories resonate because they're true. The feminine wants the the masculine, the knight, the the man who's on a mission, and she wants to be rescued by him and, and taken. But the problem is when we live in a society where the man is is you know sitting at home doing nothing, he's got no purpose, doesn't know where he's going spiritually. He's spiritually lost, or and maybe financially, or or physically, she wants you know there where there goes the attraction. She was looking for that in her man, and so he's not doing it. She's stepping up. You know what she's finding? Someone else yeah. who's 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 attracted to that's we, that's what creates creates attraction. How do we change that? Well, how, I how mean, do we change this model? I mean, for yeah, I mean, for me, I did lots of reading. I mean, yeah, that's where it started. Yeah. I mean, there was, I read a book years ago called Iron John that talks yep. about the rituals. I don't, you probably yep. read that. Yep. Um, I read some books. I mean, as far as, you know, one of my favorite examples of the m true masculine, like, balance uh, was I read lots of stuff on Crazy Horse, the Lakota mm. warrior, the greatest warrior in their history. And he was, did everything counter to what their traditions were. Um and in the end, he became a spiritual leader and a chief. But um, I'm trying to think. Wisdom of the Shaw. I mean, I read all these books. Um, but I think as far as, you know, not to get, bring too much religion in, but Christianity, we have the archetype of the perfect masculine male right. in Christ and the female, Mary Magdalene, if you really want to go down that path. Yeah, no, let's go. They're the, they're the balance mm -hmm. of the masculine and feminine energies. You know, I know there's controversy. You know, when Christ was anointed with oil, you know, tradition says it was Mary of Bethany. But there are some, you know, researchers that will say, well, it's Mary Magdalene. It's the same person. And the queen anoints her, anoints her king when mm. Christ was anointed with oil. Um, but those two, I mean, those two were the perfect balance. And in the story, you know, who did Christ appear to first? Right. Mary Magdalene. That's right. And... And so, I mean, talk about reading. talk about Christ as a masculine leader, because I think, you know, we, we need those heroes to look up to, you know, and, and again, you can look to the sun, you can look to, to nature to, to help guide you in your journey as being a, man, a better man. But I think it's easier to have a man who you can read, who you can study, who you can follow. In what ways do you see Christ being the perfect masculine? Well, I mean, you know, we went through these. Um, um, Characteristics. characteristics like a few in, of in balance them. A yeah few of them. yeah like giving right um expansive outward active projective um protection down here, protection clarity boundaries yeah. courage but uh, discipline so, yeah he but when he had to step up he would step up and i think the temple with the money changers in is, is an example we tend to think of christ and i think and i think society has done this they've painted christ as this pansy yeah, you know this soft, you know pushover. Just love. But but I'll tell you what. If he was a pushover, that guy would not have been crucified. He oh, he yeah. he did not have he did not have people out for his blood because he was pushover. That guy was calling people out. He was calling out the Pharisees. He was calling people out. He he was bold. He said things people didn't want to hear. He said things even his apostles didn't want to hear. The, the guy was, was, you know... He was a radical. I he, mean, was he was a radical. A, he was a zealot, you know. He was. And same with John the Baptist, you know, and that's okay. But he, it was, a per, I mean, as, you know, as an archetype, it was perfectly balanced. Right? Yes, and, yes. Um, you know, and Mary Magdalene was, you know, look at the feminine. Surrender, right? She followed 
the example, uh, you know, of Christ, kindness, intuitive, feeling, allowing, and unconditional love. Would be, and so those two, to me, from an archetypal standpoint, are that that's lesson, beautiful. That lesson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's that's beautiful. You know, and I, I think you know what's interesting too is I, I got into in my studies studying Egypt. Um, they did some pretty r- radical things. You know, with, with pyramids, with, they were a very advanced society. And you know, if you, you look at their paintings on the wall, if you start paying attention to the detail of the mask, because again, the masculine is, is the right side, it is the right hand, it is the right foot stepping forward, is the masculine foot. You start looking at their, at their at the hieroglyphics, and you see the balance they had between the masculine and the feminine. It was. It is everywhere. Yeah, and why? And why? Because why, they. Why because that? when? Because that is power. Again, you walk in the temple. I don't care what temple. When you understand the masculine, the feminine, the symbols of the masculine, the feminine, whether it's whether it's masons, whether it's you go look up at these temples, these from from thousands of years ago of people who had never seen Christianity, never seen ancient Israel, you know, and they're all there. All of these highly developed societies on the entrance. On all of their buildings. In fact, even Rockefeller Square. Yeah, yeah. You look at the at Rockefeller Square, the entrance to one of the buildings there. On the right is the sun. It's it's two pillars. Yeah. On the right is the sun. On the left is the moon. And in the center is almost always a star or an all-seeing eye, something symbolic, symbolizing God. Because there is no reaching exaltation in an exalted level without the perfect harmony of the masculine and the feminine. And, and yeah, that and is what that, society that's powerful. is powerful. What you said is powerful. And, and we, don't, we don't teach this in society. They don't, we don't have a no, class because, on this. Because, because power fears empowered individuals. This is what, this is what happened back during, you know, this, this stuff was, the, the sacred feminine was destroyed. I actually, I think it was, uh, uh, you know, early, early, in early, Early in, in you know the in the dark ages yeah. they, they the, you know with the witches and the yeah. sacred feminine was destroyed. We do not understand the power of the feminine. Women are powerful beings in their feminine. They're powerful beings, but we have but we have the Western civilization. One of the things we've done is we've kind of de taken away the power, or pulled away the power of the feminine and, and focuses on the power of the masculine and. You know, and, and then said, for the only way for women to be powerful is to be, act like men. No, we need women to step up and be true women healers, to be with the, to have that divine, those divine gifts that they've had in the past. Women are not, I mean, women, women are powerful. The problem is they, they're looking for their power to manifest in the masculine, not in yeah. the feminine. Well, in, in, in Lakota tradition, the story of the white buffalo calf woman. I don't, Tell I don't, us about it. So it's my favorite story. Um, Two Lakota warriors. It's it's a time of famine. They go out hunting, and on the hill they see um, a woman, and one of them has lust in his heart. I mean, I'm going to paraphrase. And the other one. So there's two of them. One of them starts lusting after her, and the other one recognizes this is a sacred being. Mm. So he drops to his knees, and the other and the one that's lusting tries to attack her, and she turns him into a, a pile of bones. Right, and then. She comes up to the one that's kneeling and said, because of your heart, it's pure. Go back and tell your people I'm going to come and tell you, basically teach you how to approach the creator, the the great mystery, the great spirit. And so she comes in and she teaches the prayer pipe, which is 
a bowl and a stem, masculine and feminine. The bowl, the, you know, yeah. that they smoke is right. feminine, and all you can only <clears throat> pray to God when those two are connected in perfect balance, and then they would smoke it, and the smoke would carry their prayers up to the Creator. I love it. See, it, it, that's the thing. When you start to realize everything is those two things, you know, a, a cup, the, the outside of the cup, the rigid, the hard, the unchanging, it is, that is the masculine. But what fills the cup is the feminine. You know, the, what, what value is a cup without being able to have the empty space that can be filled with water? You know, every, everything is these two properties. And when, they're, when you bring them together, that is, that is beauty. That is power. That is creation. When, when you bring earth and you bring the moisture to it, that is, and the know, sunlight, the masculine, yeah, the sun, and the perfect, yeah. perfect balance. Mm -hmm. yeah. So let's go over some of these, some of these uh, natural feminine and natural masculine uh, traits, because I think it's, I think it's that's going to be helpful for people. Five minutes, okay. Well, let's go through those, and let's go right, through the wounded. Right. Let's oh. go through the natural, the, the natural, okay. and then what happens, what, how they manifest wounded. So maybe let's go here, here, yeah. so that you can see the contrast, because it's duality. Yeah, so, I mean, the natural feminine, unconditional love, understanding, nurturing, tenderness, kindness, intuitive, creative, feeling. Um, and I'm just going to go over to the masculine here. You have confidence, inner strength, um, responsibility, lo uh, logical focus, stability, support, direction. Yeah, and balance, right? <laughs> You, this is this is so crazy. People don't realize it because uh, you when you start digging into this, it is everywhere. Because creation happens when when you mix the two together. Yeah, but what, Church what, has it figured out. What can we do with it? No, 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 no bro. I'm going to tell you what you can do with it. You can, you use this in cells. You use Talk this. Talk to me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this when you go to church. What is the first thing that we do? You sing. Why do we sing? Because singing creates what? Emotion. Emotion is the feminine. It is what creates, it allows, you, you, nothing that you study without emotion sinks in is, see, for, for you to learn, true, true learning, for the creation of learning, for something you read to take root in you, it has to be a marriage of the masculine and the feminine. The masculine is the words, it is the knowledge. The feminine is the emotion. This is why it's so powerful. When, this is why at church, what do they do? They, you sing. You get to emotional state because now you're receptive. Like the, like, like the, like the flower, like the, to, to, or the womb, for the knowledge to come. You try t teaching without that, the spiritual or that emotion. Same thing with cells. You want to be successful at cells? You first create the emotional state, the receptiveness, because emotion makes you receptive. All emotion is feminine, all emotion. And that's what makes you receptive to and, whatever and you what's marry a, What's with a it. bigger driver in groups? It's not logic, it's the emotion. Mm -hmm. And it's what pushes people. You know, it's the, like, it, like intention, you know, like you can think something, but if you really want power behind it, or you can say something, if you get the emotional side behind it. That's that, the feminine. That's the feminine. It, but it's, again, it's balance. And that's it right. pushes so. so all emotion with no direction is, is just chaos. frustrating. It's, it's, it's chaos. chaos. Yeah. It's chaos. Yeah. You, need, you need them both. So that's why I had to listen to the classical music while I was studying back in college then, right? <laughs> I mean, basically, that's the Maybe, same, that's yeah, the same if that thing. put you in an emotional state. But think about it. The reason this stuff has stuck here with me, the reason I, I is because I was in an emotional state of desperation. Like I was in a, an emotional state of I wanted my wife back. 
and I was going to learn anything. And I was very emotional. So as I'm reading this stuff, I'm taking this stuff in with and marrying it to a very emotional state, which made it sink and crystallize. You can read a book and just sit there, and if you're not in an emotional state, it's in one ear. You can sit five minutes later, and you don't have a clue what you read. But when you read that and you're in an emotional state, you, it, it cements and marries us. So this masculine and feminine, is, is, it's everything. It's, you, you don't recognize how it's at the gym. It's, it's everything. It's tear down. It's recover. It's, it's, this stuff is everywhere. Well, it's like, in, okay, in any church service, what do you remember? You don't remember the little it's the it's, emotion it's the emotional stories right. the yeah. stories get that and drive it home mm. so yeah and then uh i don't know the wounded or the shadow side of the mm-hmm. of the feminine you know so this is when they're the unhealthy yeah, the unhealthy, masculine yeah. the unhealthy neediness feminine. codependency oversensitivity over emotional manipulative powerless weakness and then on the masculine and i would add one thing on the wounded feminine you think of the dark queen the dark queen is, 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 is the archetype for the, for the dark feminine. Control. Yeah. Control is, is also the dark masculine. Yes. That, the healthy masculine doesn't control anything. God's not about control. That's, that's the dark. Yeah. And then you have uh, abuse, avoidance, criticism, unsupportive, unstable, confrontational, aggressive, dominance, which is that unhealthy, you know, Society, we see. See, it. The, the true healthy masculine is a man who knows where he's going. He's connected to his purpose, both f- physically, emotionally, and spiritually, and he's going there. And he lives his wife, his life in such a way that the knight going towards his purpose lives in such a noble way that he doesn't control people to follow him. People want to follow. Yeah. He doesn't need to control his wife and force anybody. He just, he leads and people want to yeah, follow. Which, and that's yeah, what we're looking yeah. for. You're the man, David. I wish oh. that hour went too fast. Yeah, yeah, you've I, got I, too much to give. we got to no, get you back know. on here I'm, because I'm, you, you've I've got a lot this. more. You guys are great. I'm excited I, to read your book, man. Thank I, you. Yeah, Thanks yeah, for coming anyway, in. Anyway, thank you. Dave Johnson, the author of The Sacred Chalice. Uh, I love it. What, yeah. what, what, what a story. Honestly, this, this, these are conversations that matter. Oh, yeah. This is and, good. and they this need good to be stuff. had more. Um, Dave Johnson, thank you for being you. here. Uh, folks, thanks for listening in. Remember, follow us on YouTube. Go there, subscribe. You can find our other shows. And uh, God bless everybody. God bless America. Till next time. Let's go.